We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Gresh and Keith on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Red Sox baseball on AM 850 with Joey C, the big cheese, and we haven't come up with the nickname yet for uh, Will Fleming. Yeah, we have stilts. Somebody on the Twitch chat said six foot, seven foot, eight foot, munch. I don't know. Do something like that with him since he's tall. We'll we'll get to it. Maybe this guy might be able to help. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, and I will uh, go to his own Instagram page. Great. At Dutch Oven 45 to read the description that Derek Holland, who's kind enough to join us here on Gresham Keith, left-handed bandit and competing for a job with at Red Sox. Mm-hmm. You can get him on Twitch at Dutch underscore oven 45. Derek Holland is in with Gresham Keith on the Harbor One hotline. Derek, good morning. How are you? Good morning. That might be one of the coolest uh, introductions I've had in a while. Well, th- I appreciate that. Thank you, friend. Well, we know you met our Rob Bradford, so let us apologize on behalf yeah. of the radio station for that. And uh, no, in all seriousness, Derek, like I know you're getting ready to to throw today. You said you're competing for a job with the Red Sox, so well, I want to try to look at life through your eyes. What was it about Boston that said, okay, if I got to compete, I want to go here to compete? Well, I mean, anytime you get an opportunity, you want to try to make the most of it. And this is a place that, you know, I've always loved coming to uh, from the ballpark side of it, the the history of the stadium, the fan base. Every time I came to a game, it was sold out. They were into the game. Whether they were winning by a lot, losing by a lot, doesn't matter. They were very passionate about the the team, and I I love that. You know, that's something that you want to be a part of and you want to represent is that organization. And seeing, again, like I said, the history of – what they have is, is just something that you want to be a part of, too, so you can say that, hey, I was a Red Sox. You know, that's one of the things that you want. And, you know, I've got to play for one of the bigger rivals as, as well over with the Dodgers, or sorry, not the Dodgers, but the Giants. And being able to be a part of the biggest rivalry in baseball makes it even that much better, too. Derek, were you concerned, or I guess how concerned were you during the lockout that there might not even be a season? Or did you have confidence the whole time that, you know what, they'll get it worked out and we'll be in spring training pretty soon? Well, it was weird because you're getting mixed emotions. You know, sometimes you'd get like a comment saying, oh, we're getting close. And the next thing you know, you'd breed, we're not even close. Uh, So it was just a very frustrating thing of knowing which way it was going. At the same time, all I could worry about was making sure that when it does happen, I'm ready to go if the phone call is is for me. And so I made sure, you know, I did my part. Um, I I felt that we were definitely going to get a deal. There's no way baseball was going to let, you know, another shortened season happen especially after with COVID. And you know, if we're trying to grow the game and try to get more people involved, that's the last thing we needed. Derek Holland, Red Sox pitcher with Gresh and Keith here joining us on your home for Red Sox baseball, WEEI. Derek, I'm curious from your end, like you're auditioning for a job. Do you know if you're auditioning for a starting job, a reliever's role? What is the mindset for someone like you who's trying to earn a role on a baseball team, but it maybe isn't clearly defined? 
Well, for me, I feel like it's definitely a reliever role. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm going to take the ball, whether it's as a starter, a reliever, whatever it is, if it's for one inning, one out, whatever. I'm going to make sure, I, you know, when they call my number, they call upon me, I do my job. That's the most important part of this. Is I don't really care what my title is as long as I'm out there and I'm able to help this team win. That's the most important part. Now, I am thrilled to talk to somebody who's in their 30s, like myself, and is also a fan of jerseys. You are a massive jersey fan. Rob Bradford told me you had the Jackie Moon Flint Tropics jersey on yesterday. You've had the Michael Jordan Space Jam jersey. I'm curious, favorite favorite jersey you have of a fictional character and then favorite jersey you have of a real-life person? Oh, man. I would say for, for now, I'm going to go with Dirk uh, with the throwback. The, the green jersey, that's yep. going to be the one. And then the other jersey, man, I got a Bill Murray Space Jam jersey. Nice. Um, that kind of goes up there, but I, I do. I think I'm going to stick to the Jackie Moon. Good one. Good one. Now, Derek, I also understand you're a big Batman fan. Is that correct? That's 100%. I have two legit movie-quality suits that I wear uh, for the kids at the Children's Hospital. Uh, dress up for them so I can kind of just, you know, help them get away from what they're doing, which use that towards my foundation as well. Do they, I mean, when they see the, the Batman costume, they must, what, 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 they must just light up when they see that. They definitely, uh, really get into it. They, they don't know who's under it. Mm-hmm. Um, they see me and they are just on cloud nine that Batman is there. I've had so many kids whenever I'm over there so excited to see Batman. I get a lot of questions of, do you have your cool toys? Did you bring the Batmobile? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But I definitely, uh, I have a lot of enjoyment with that just because of, like I said, you know, these kids are going through so much and to be able to show up and all of a sudden Batman's there to save the day. That's, that's the most important thing is we're being, being able to take those kids away from that stuff. Now, Derek, I know that you've talked about being able to do impressions and there is YouTube videos and things like that of you out there, like Harry Carey, Arnold Schwarzenegger, things like that. <laughs> Was that just, hey, I'm bored and I'm going to work on this? Or do you want to be on Saturday Night Live when it's all over <laughs> in the bigs? Like, is there an end game for you or is this just your way of having fun? Oh, this is just me being me. You know, I, I like to have fun. I want to be able to enjoy myself. Life's too short, so why not make the most of it? You know, doing voices is something I've done with a couple of my buddies from back in high school. We would uh, watch videos and just start imitating it. Arnold was actually the first one, and then it kind of just took off from there. You know, doing other ones. Uh, one of the, probably my favorite one to do. Like again, like I like to get involved with the kids at the hospital, so I'll do Kermit the Frog, and they just gobble that one up. What, what do the kids think of your Harry Carey impression? Uh, they don't know who he is. So that one, they're kind of like, what's going on with this guy? Uh, something, it, it doesn't look right. What, why is he moving like that? Why does he sound like that? Like it's, It just throws them off a little bit. And now, after your career, I mean, Gresh mentioned uh, SNL, but do you want to get into broadcasting? Would like, one of these local networks or the MLB network, would something like that interest you once once your, your career is over? Yeah, I 100% want to do that. I also would like to kind of get into comedy, doing some kind of you know TV shows or whatever, acting, whatever it could be. You know, I've got some buddies that are involved with that kind of stuff. So being able to learn from them and, and take that going forward should hopefully help me uh, get to the next step. But at the same time, you know, I want to, I just want to be involved in some way, whether it's broadcasting, acting, or you know, even coaching. Who is the uh, funniest teammate that you've you've ever had? Funniest teammate I've ever had, man. That's 
it's tough. Um, everybody's got a different side of them. A lot of a lot of the the media doesn't get to see a lot of guys' personalities. Because, mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to expose that. They want to keep that hidden. So they, I I don't really have a specific person. Uh, Todd Todd Frazier was pretty funny. The Todd father. Um, gosh, man, I don't know who. It's tough to say. There's there's a lot of funny guys. Andrew McCutcheon okay. is a is a really funny dude. He's been doing a lot of funny videos and stuff now too. So it's it's happy. I'm happy to see his his personality coming out. Now we noticed that on your Instagram, Dutch Oven is in there. Someone a texter into our show said, "Hey, your Twitch username is Dutch Oven 45." Is it a radio-friendly story to tell how you ended up on Dutch Oven in all of these Twitter handles or all these handles? Of course it is. It's his last name. Well, I know. (laughs) I can promise you it's not about, and I'm I'm sure I can say the word fart, but it's not about that. Okay. Don't worry about that. Um, So the whole story, how it started was uh, my last name, Pollen. Uh, Everybody was calling me Dutch. That was, you know, that's always been one of the nicknames I've had was Mm. just Dutch just because of that. Then one day I showed up at the park and a fan had a sign that said Dutch oven bringing the heat. That's when I was actually throwing harder. And I thought, man, that's pretty cool. I like that. It's funny. It's unique. So I kind of just took off with that. And radio station in Dallas, they started making uh, making some fun with that. It just became uh, something different. I mean, I get it. It can be used good and bad. But, you know, the way I am, it's I don't really care. I think it's funny. And, you know, just uh, – that's how it kind of really came about. How did you land on 22 for your number here with the Sox? I know there was a very good 45 with the Red Sox, and that's the number that you've been. I understand why you're yeah. not 45. I'm well aware of that, but how did you land on 22? So the crazy thing about 22 is uh, it's with me, my agent, my brother, and one of his buddies. Uh, growing up, you know, that was like one of the popular numbers that would show up on everything, and it's continued to be something that's been out there. Uh, I if I go to a casino, I'm going to bet on 22. Um, everything I do, I kind of just somehow it falls back on 22. So there's a story of that. And to throw it into perspective, to give you an idea of how much it pops up, it's even the bus that the Joker drives in the uh, the Batman movie with, uh, God, which one is that? Dark Knight? Dark Knight. Um, yeah, the Dark Knight. Hmm. So if you take a look, you'll see 22 showed up a lot. And that's why I went with it. Now, I had no idea of what had happened, you know, with, Whitlock wanting that number um, for Porcello. I sat and talked to him about it. I'm a very superstitious guy, and one of the things I brought up to him, too, is like, you know, look at what you did last year with the numbers you had. You know, it's a different number. I get it. But at the same time, you're, you're building your own legacy with that number. People are going to know you because of that number. Wouldn't you want that? You know, those are the kind of things to think about. And, you know, I wasn't trying to take him away from his number by any means. I told him, too, multiple times. We've continued to talk about it. I've told him, you know, if you want that number, I'll gladly give it to you. I have no issue with that. I just got 22 because of, you know, the past with my family and, and my brother and agent and all that stuff, knowing about 22. That's the only reason why we really got it. It was, and again, I couldn't get 45. Some really good pitcher, I guess, decided yeah. to have that. So. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just curious. So, because Whitlock was on the team a year ago, and then did he not try to switch after, like before you already got signed? Like, how did how did you get that before he did? That's the only thing I don't know. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't yeah, really yeah. answer that because okay. I, I don't uh, really know. I got here, and then, you know, when they asked me, I said, yeah, I'd love to have 22 right. if that's possible, and that was it. Right. So, Derek, we've been told that you have a big personality. You, we've already covered that you're competing for a roster spot. 
But in doing a little research on you, you must be a real badass and somebody who can really cause trouble because you once got thrown out of a Counting Crows concert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. Um, You know, I'm going to blame because this is how it really was. Uh, Joe Nathan is the uh, culprit here. Uh, We went to the concert. You know, he invited me to go with him. You know, a young guy taking me with him. So I'm standing there, you know, having some beverages, no big deal. And, you know, people's got their phone out recording and all that. And obviously you're not supposed to, I guess. And I'm just minding my own business. And all of a sudden this security guard comes over and was like, hey, come here. And I was like, oh, cool. I got selected. I'm, I think I might get to go have some free drinks and say hi to the band, you know, feeling good about myself. And then next thing I know, he takes me back outside the, the concert. And he's like, yeah, you, uh, you're done. You, you, you got you to go. You're not, you're not staying here. And I was like, wait, what? And obviously I used some choice words. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Right. And uh, next thing I know, I'm, I'm not even a part of the, the concert anymore. And so I have to wait for Joe. So I'm sitting outside, wait for Joe Nathan to finish, you know, watching the, the cool performance that I got kicked out of. Uh, and then I started being an idiot, you know, like always, you know, you have a few drinks, you get that liquid courage. So I started bashing, you know, New Jersey, acting ridiculous. And, you know, that was, that was kind of the moral of the story. Uh, but on top of that, I will say, you know, Two days later, I ended up throwing a shutout against the Yankees, and they talked about it on the broadcast. So that was cool. I feel like, Derek, we may be missing a part of the story. So you went from standing and enjoying the concert to being removed from the concert? Yeah, correct. There's not much you could miss from that. It was literally take you out, and you are kicked out. Did they have a reason to kick you out? Oh, they said said that uh, I was recording, and I... Literally, I was like, if you want, you guys can go through got my it. phone. Got like, it, got it, got it. no recording. I, I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> In a world where the first thing everyone does is, is everyone recording their everything? phone yeah. before helping someone. People are probably recording you getting Good. removed. I mean, seriously, right. yeah, yeah. What, a, what a vicious cycle. Derek, great chat, man. Uh, hey, we hope you make it and stick here in Boston. And if so, we'd, uh, we'd love to have you on as much as you want, friend. Thanks a bunch for the time today. Good luck, and we'll catch you down the road. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And, yeah, most importantly, I just want to be able to earn the respect of the fans and the fan base and, and, and this organization. So hopefully, you know, I earn this job and get to be a part of this. But appreciate you guys giving me the time to come on and talk with you guys. And hopefully we'll do it again soon. There we go, yeah, man. Thanks, Derek. There Good goes uh, Derek Holland, member of the uh, Red Sox, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.